Yo, this is Chaos with the Blacklisted Podcast. And if you like, you can follow us on Facebook at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Blacklisted Pod. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send an email to blacklistedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would be so kind to rate and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you steal your free podcast. Fade to Black. I am the only man that can cure the world by speaking words. Black art, the Almighty. Blacker than a panther, blacker than Atlanta. Open like the starry dark background of Saturn. Mighty like the builders of the pyramids in Africa. Stronger than the Afro larger than Alabama. Deeper than your soul, blacker than a black Santa. Wild as Larry Davis is when he can give a damn. Or a fuck motion like a slave ship slicker than a bippin' hoe, getting dope slicker than a macro. Super fly, flyer than a super fly anthem. Here we are. Midnight Syndicate, chilling at a diner, like old school style. We're going to do a podcast of pop culture with an urban point of view, just the way the blackness to do things. And uh, and we are having a decent meal at the local diner. This ain't cooking and cussing. This ain't road tripping. This is the original, the diner talk. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so... Let's jump right into it. I'm Nubius Black, and I'm here with Chaos. We hey, are the Midnight Syndicate, like I said, back in our wrestling days. Ooh. And we're going to be talking about everything from Marvel to some DC stuff to even some wrestling stuff. There's some wrestling stuff out there right now that's worth talking about. <clears throat> but first... And also, after holidays, sickness, multiverses, we're back. Happy New Year. Yes, sir. Happy New Year and all that good stuff. But first, we're going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. The movie that making more money than God. And it's causing a lot of uh, good changes, I think. That Sony is smart enough to not release certain films. Like, um, they're not releasing Morbius because they figure if they did, it would trample on more money that Spider-Man is making. Plus, no one knows... Morbius is not exactly a A-list character. Yeah. And now I'm hearing they're doing reshoots to try to put in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man in the Morbius, which makes perfect sense. I think that because that was his Spider-Man in the in the trailer that was on the uh, on the wall as a wanted criminal. Mm-hmm. But I'm still waiting to see how they're going to try to splice in the MCU's Vulture, unless he's a variant also in the Sonyverse. With Garfield, so we'll see. Now, we talked about it when it first came out. So, what did you think of uh, No Way Home as a whole? As a whole, um, I was saying um, that now No No Way Home is tied for my second. It's tied for my favorite Spider-Man anything over any medium. TV, video games, movies, cartoons. And I say tied because it partially felt like, but also at the same time didn't, 
uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Exactly. And they both had the good writing and somewhat the multiverses and all that other stuff where they got the similars. But, yeah. I liked it. And I took it the same route where it was like up there with uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the animated feature that Sony did. And they're making a sequel to that as we speak. But I liked the... I was just glad that the show had like themes. Sadly, a lot of, and I'm not picking, but a lot of the DC stuff doesn't have a theme. Besides, Batman's theme is darkness. Darkness. <laughs> and that's it. Man of Steel's theme is darkness. Well, and it used to be lightness, you know, but now it's darkness. But and, and funny that the only light one that they have is, I guess, Shazam and. Aquaman. Right. And I think what Marvel did, Marvel and Sony did with uh, No Way Home is they showed finally that there are repercussions for the mistakes that Peter Parker makes. And then he has to deal with loss. The only loss he dealt with was with Tony Stark, well, which wasn't his blood family. Yeah, uh, in the beginning. But all of them, all of them had dealt with loss. But it also seems like this one is dealing with compound loss. Right, right. Because while it's not talked about, he doesn't have an Uncle Ben. Well, he talks about Uncle Ben, but we don't see it. That's what I'm saying. And that was smart. Um, because why do we need to well, see yeah, that We again? don't need to see it again. I said, because we're, like I said, what, the Tobey Maguire one, he more or less just lost Uncle Ben. Right. Whereas if you did the Andrew Garfield one, he lost his Uncle Ben, but right. he also lost Gwen. Gwen. And at the end of this, even if you don't include Uncle Ben, he lost Tony. He lost Aunt May. Yep. And he lost his basically his two best friends. Yep. Because he had to sacrifice. That was another. That was a key thing for this movie was uh, the mistakes, the loss, the sacrifice, showing he has to be responsible now because of now that he has. He has no one to lean on. He has to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And I'm so glad they went back to that. Because the only thing that Marvel... And again, they knew what they were doing. But at the time, I was like, he's got it too easy. He's got these magic suits. He's got all the tech in the world. His best fucking friend is Tony Stark. And then Tony Stark leaves him a goddamn killing machine in space. <laughs> with pair of glasses. But, uh... Very well done. I like the way the story was told. A lot of people were confused, and I don't understand. And I, I guess if you're not a fan of this stuff, I get it. But the whole uh, Eddie Brock second scene, or first scene rather, where Eddie Brock is in Mexico still, and it makes sense. Yeah. Because once Doctor Strange created that spell to send everybody back who knows him. Yeah. And Eddie left, but you got, and a lot of people didn't understand me. Eddie didn't know who Spider-Man was, but Venom did. Venom. Because he explained, there's symbiotes all throughout time and space in different branches of reality. Yeah. And they all have a hive mind. So what they're basically saying is, the Venom from Tobey Maguire's universe knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Because there's no other Venom anywhere else. They even mentioned that. 
You know, I fought an alien goo. What did you fight? I fought a, a, a space guy. Who did you fight? I just fought a guy in a rhinoceros, you know? So they laid down the groundwork by Venom leaving a part of him yeah. that's going to travel across the country to find Peter Parker, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. And who knows? We may even have a, a Tom Hardy variant in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to be that Venom. Yeah. Because he will remember everything. So I think that was slick. And if not, then there is now technically a symbiote in Tom Holland. Yeah, he's just got to get to Tom Holland. Yeah, it's because technically right now there's not a Venom. Not yet. But you do, you do have the symbiote. They got the slow burn. And they're good with the slow burn. But, um... I like the I, I like how the um the, the, the story the, the writing was just excellent and if, well and they gave some um they gave some uh, even like behind the scenes stuff of people like us who know about it like the we, we gonna be jumping all over anyway like the when, you know, towards the end where Toby Maguire was like ow yeah my back. things about his back being <coughs> sore. <clears throat> Which is, of course, behind the scenes. That's when he got hurt in Seabiscuit. Wanted yep. more money for the Spider-Man movie. He still, to this day, is the highest paid Spider-Man. Highest paid. So, but, that's um, going to change in the future. Yeah. But I, I thought my favorite part of the whole movie, for me, was finally giving Andrew Garfield his redemption. Uh, he, was a guy, he was a guy in a movie that was... I'll come out and say it, it it was too corporately created. We watched it, me and the wife watched it a couple of weeks ago, just to see what we thought about it now. And we looked at the credits. It's like five, you're only allowed to have four people write something. Mm -hmm. And it's like five to six people who are involved in the screenplay alone. Too many people. Because I mean, because when when it came out, it was like, it's only been five years. Right. Well, it's the five years because they had to make it to retain the rights. Yeah, no so different was, than Superman. Yeah, I was like, all right. So how are you going? How are they going to deal with it? And um, like I, 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 I will always contend. I was like, um, while Tobey Maguire, he was a better Peter than he was a Spider-Man. Whereas Andrew Garfield was a better Spider-Man than he was a Peter. He was just a little too cool for school, but Tom Holland blends both. Right. He's better at both. And if you look at the age, McGuire's Peter was a senior in high school. At the ending of high school. And then he, you know, later on in that movie, he's in college already. Yeah. Garfield was a junior in high school and then was a senior in Amazing Spider-Man 2 ready to go to college. Yeah. While Holland was a sophomore in high school. He started out he started out as a sophomore. Yeah. I was going to say it was a freshman. And then you got to think about the five years of where he wasn't around. Mm Mm-hmm. And he finished high he didn't even finish high school until this month. No, he didn't finish. He still has to take his GED. Yeah. Because now, of the, since the, the spell is cast that no one remembers him, and a lot of people are making a big, how do you do with that? And it's, 
complicated yet simple. If we knew him as Spider-Man, we now know that every time we see Spider-Man, we don't think of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, we don't even remember who that guy was. He's oh, and plus it's built into the story. He's never around when you need him. He's always missing. Even the, like the close people to him, like Ned and, and MJ, they got a feeling, I think, that they can always use to come back. Mm-hmm. But they got a feeling that they know this kid. Mm-hmm. And because why would she keep the Black Dahlia necklace? You know what I mean? And I like the fact that he had to sacrifice his friendships to keep them safe while he still has to honor his responsibility as being a friendly neighborhood Spider Man and sewing his own costume. Yep. He could have stuck with that Stark Tech, but the Stark Tech, think about it, wouldn't work. It's keyed in the hoop. Peter Parker. Who yep. doesn't exist anymore? You know. So he probably had to go and get a fake ID, fake social security number, all that shit. And as far as for any access to that other stuff, that's also tied in to Happy. Yep. Who, I guess technically would be the one. I won't really say plot hole, but so does Happy remember? Happy took Spider-Man. To Germany, not Peter Parker. No, he no. Ne- only thing he remembers is the mask. He won't remember who was under the mask. No, but what I'm talking about it is Happy did date Aunt May. Mm-hmm. So does he not remember that she had a nephew? Nope. He remembers she has a nephew, but doesn't know remember no details on him. That's how the, they're saying this spell works. No, you don't put too much thought into it. Yeah, it's all good. It's a superhero movie, for Christ's sake. But uh, I thought it was well done. I had um, I thought every villain had a time to shine. Now, if anybody who had a plot hole, <coughs> the only person who had a plot hole in that movie is Jamie Foxx. Electro never knew who Peter was. Because he even admitted it. Once you took the mask off, I could have thought you were yeah. a black guy. Yeah, he said, and that's what he said. He's, um, you yeah, helped, I would have thought. You helped uh, poor uh, people in Queens. That's when people in Queens, I would have swore you were a black guy. Which, of course, is the wink and a nod to... Uh, he's, well, there's got to be a universe somewhere Miles out there with Morales. a black Spider-Man. So, that was the one plot hole that no one yet can figure out. How does he know? He didn't know who Peter was. So why was he pulled in? He was probably only pulled in because he was pure energy at the time. Mm-hmm. He wasn't... And he didn't have a physical form. So I'm going with that. Yeah. So... But also, I like how... They like they knew who the other villains were. Who knew? Well, like Doc Ock knew. Well, he knew who Norman was. He didn't know who the other people were. But no, that's what I'm saying. Doc Ock who knew who Norman was, but um, Electro knew who Electro the lizard was. Knew who the lizard was. Because they're, they're in the same universe. yeah, they're in the same universe. So. Uh, so they even have that little continuity there of, oh, yeah, just, be, just because they're in different movies, they're showing that. This movie proves they know. that some Hollywood movies, regardless of the genre, when it comes to continuity, they're lazy. Mm-hmm. This movie covered a lot of continuity, and some of it was hard to cover. Yeah. And they did cover. Like, I, I came up with the Electro being pure energy, because he was dissipated. 
at the end of his movie. He still didn't know who Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man. So to say he was sucked in during that dissipation to the MCU, he was pure energy at the time. Yeah. So I'll give him that. I'll let him slide on that. Because the same with um, Sandman. Right. Well, Sandman, he knew who Peter was. No, I'm saying he knew who Peter was. So you had, so technically since he had three movies, you had one villain from each of mm-hmm. Uh, Agent Toby's movie. And since they only and had two. Only two. They had two. Yeah, his two. But I like the fact that at the end they turned Dr. Octopus basically into an adjunct hero to help the three Spider-Man. And the effects were awesome where they couldn't work as a team and that the younger Peter had to teach them how to work as a team where he was swinging, grabbing their webs and swinging them yeah. forward and stuff like that. Uh, again, Holland saving MJ was really touching. That was a really good scene. And I think that's Andrew. the scene. Uh, yeah, Andrew Garfield, rather. Cause, um, I think that's the scene that got him a new job. He's getting a new Spider-Man job. Yeah. That. Best believe that. Because also there's the fact that it went for the same thing. Instead of him going for the web, he, he just, just dove went, took her. and went to grab in her arms. And he sat there, held her for that whole amount of time. He's like, and he's okay? Yeah, he's thinking of, of his woman. Because he's dark. He even said that he don't pull his punches in yeah. his universe. He's beating the shit out of you. So, and that's why I said that. That was the right choice of having him make the save for her to get his, I guess, bit of redemption. He got it. He got it. And so did Toby as the wise, older Spider-Man who stopped Tom Holland, Holland from, from killing the most awesome version of the Green Goblin ever. Which this one somewhat proves that he didn't really need the mask. But I, I and again, I like the mask. I always I was that odd guy that liked the whole costume, but to show his acting chops, just to show when he's taking the ass kicking and he's laughing, that yeah. motherfucker was insane. So I dug it. So apparently we are both we're on, on the same page with but that movie. Also I like the version. I like this version of MJ. Way better. Way better. That's that She's fucking useful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and maybe they learned. I hope they did. From the previous ones. Because while. Because people are like, where was Mary Jane at? Where was Harry? We didn't need them. Yeah. They're not useful. Because Mary Jane. And the Toby one was she was basically just a damsel in distress. She was a damsel in distress and, and a whiner and complaining. If she wasn't, she would leave. She, she was she, causing the problems. She'd leave Peter for no reason. Then she'd get back with him. Then she'd go with his best friend. Then she'd leave the best friend to go back to Peter. Then she'd go to the with astronaut. The, the, the astronaut. <laughs> They leave the astronaut on their wedding day to go back to Peter. And why would you want that? It's almost like she's a Kardashian before the Kardashians got there. I said, and then, so that was nothing but toxicity. And then, I hated her. She's the main reason I can't watch the old movies. She really, I hate the way, I don't dislike the actress. I just, just like the way they wrote her character. I hated her. She added nothing to the to Peter's drama. life but drama and problems. And then I, I excuse me. I thought 
uh, Betty Brant was a better character than her. And she was a fucking teenager. And then she uh, had an affair with Ned and then kicked it off. And everybody was cool with it. And she only had an affair with him when they went to fucking Europe. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And then in, um... And then the Amazing Spider-Man, Gwen, while most of the time, while she wasn't really a damn understudy, she was useful. She was useful. Who invented the damn electric webs? She did. Who invented the fucking cure to the damn lizard bullshit? She did. And then when um, when he went to go and fight Electro, she went there to go and try to help him. Cause she was smarter than him. Yeah. So again, so, so she was he- help. So then, and then, and then, would you like to say, would you bring back to this MJ? Help. Yeah, helpful. And then she was like, no, I am not leaving you. Which it already read like this. She's standing by. She was his conscience. Yeah. And she was helpful because she, she was the average smart teenage girl. Well, which is weird. She was a smart teenage girl who knew how to circumvent the internet and all this other shit while Ned knew how to do that shit as well and he had some magical ability he didn't know about here's the thing well Ned remember he still has magical powers latent powers anyhow he didn't find those out until after a while knowing the people right until when, she, when he found the sling ring you know mm-hmm. but again that movie we can talk about that all day but we gotta switch up and that was a good movie. We both enjoyed it. But here's something I, I like just as much. Hawkeye. Hawkeye was very, very entertaining for me. Yeah. Again, a lot of people... I, I, I like to just get other people's point of view. And the stuff they bitch about is, like, amazing. Does, does Kingpin have super strength? This kingpin dude. I'm like, dude, he got hit by a car. She put on the brakes when she hit him. And he's a big man. And they're claiming this is the same kingpin from the Netflix. If it's the same kingpin from the Netflix, then in that case, he had, what was it, Melvin? Yeah, yeah. Make that sink. So he probably, so underneath, he probably got, got his that, body that armor and everything. And the fact they were like, well, how could he throw her around? He's the fucking kingpin, and she's a teenage girl. And he, Period. yeah, he also has trained sumo and hand-to-hand combat, and he's a big dude. I just liked, I liked everything about that movie. I like anything that challenges my me thinking. Sometimes <clears> I just <throat> want to watch something dumb and stupid and laugh through it. This was challenging because we're watching it, and you swear, what's his name? The boyfriend. Um, oh, Uncle Jack. It, I, you would have swore Jack was a criminal. But only reason, <laughs> only reason I had Uncle Uncle Jack in my head as a criminal is because I know who he is in, in the, the comics. comics. And plus, he was downstairs in that damn uh, that after uh, the, the gallery, the auction gallery, getting yeah. on that illegal, illegally gotten game. Then they made it sink where he was a red herring that maybe he killed his uncle, his dad, or whatever that other one was. Yeah. But just seeing him out there sword fighting, beating the shit out of the damn uh, track shoot mafia, which is awesome. It's like, dude, that's straight out the comic book. And also, um, I'm trying to remember it. Right now, it's, and I know it. It's, uh, it's 
I'm drawing a blank, but even the suit that Kingpin wore was, was from, a, was a callback from a, a comic issued. In, I think it was a Hawkeye. No, I mean it is. It's a Hawkeye, but I, it was something like it was like some type of storyline. I know one. it was Matt, the Matt Fraction one that they actually took a lot of cues from, and with the Hawaiian shirt and all that shit. Yeah, and I like the fact that. Dude, just one thing you did know, you knew the mom was crooked as a motherfucker. Well, day one. Because the funny thing about it is, is I say, oh, Vim Formiga's in it. I say, okay. Villain. She, she's a villain. <laughs> she, if she ain't saving, stopping ghosts from coming anywhere at you, she's a villain. Um, oh, and speaking of Hawkeye, that does remind me of one bit, going back to Spider Man real quick, when they were sitting there going, all right, well, all this trouble he's getting into, and they was like, we're in a lot of legal trouble. I need a lawyer. Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden you have, awesome. you have I forgot about Daredevil. Charlie you have Charlie Cox show up as Daredevil and you had a brick being thrown through the window <laughs> and all you see is How'd you do that? I did it. I said I'm a good I lawyer. I said I'm a good lawyer. But now And that's all you need. DC, I'm sorry, would have been so ham fisted about it. That's all you need, because it built up the excitement of seeing Daredevil show. It, it, it's technically, you didn't see Daredevil, you just saw you just see Matt Murdock. But, now, with that being said, he's now he's in the universe, but he's in Sony's universe, but also the MCU. Right, right. Because... They're sharing part- Spider-Man for now. <coughs> but now that Spider-Man has been... <coughs> Rebuilt and repackaged from this movie, they can go on and they have their own Spider-Man, Toby or uh, Andrew. Andrew Garfield. But as I'm saying, also with that, Daredevil possibly can now pop into the Disney Plus show. Oh yeah, he's definitely coming. Because uh, I mean, even, well, he's a lord already. Uh, you can I can see she him Hulk. in a spot with She-Hulk. Yep, She-Hulk, which looks fantastic so far. And then uh, you got um, Moon Knight. He could pop up in Moonlight. I don't know if you noticed, but there's a quick trailer. Yeah, that came quick trailer out. with Moonlight. But um, I was also going to say uh, whether he would have some type of cohesion with her or not. Echo, she's going to have her oh, own series. Yeah, because in the comics they had they had a relationship. Yeah, so and uh, also I have to give props to Alaqua Cox. She was fantastic. Her first thing. Ever to act in was this was this series, and I like the fact that the other actors learned American Sign Language. Yeah, because she, uh, yeah, she, I even saw like a thing where she said, uh, at least uh, Jerry Minner and Haley Steinfeld learned basic right. basic sign language to at least communicate with her better. And the fact that I didn't know she had a uh, prosthetic but, leg either. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing because um. She was already, we already knew she was deaf, but then yeah, but then the fact that yes, she actually has a prosthetic leg, which in the comics she doesn't. But more or less, I guess that, they that adds yeah, that adds to it because um, and then she's more or less just going on after what she saw, right? But she doesn't know the whole story. But she now knows kind of that Kingpin was the one that was. Doing it. Yeah, she pretty much put, put a, a bullet in his ass. Bullet in his eye. At least that's what we think. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll find that out. But with that character, when it comes to, uh, I, I like the people who just want the world, especially in these movies and genres and in, and in the world at large, they want it white. 
they loved it white. It was white for such a long fucking time. And now when you have people that don't, that are not white per se, they try to, they try to make being woke. Woke is for people who finally woke up and realized the world ain't the way you see it in the mirror. Mm Mm-hmm. We all wanted to see shit like this, but with Echo's character, you got Native American, Hispanic, female, deaf, with a prosthetic leg. Yeah, and you got five and, fucking yeah, checks and, on and, it. and physically, uh, I wouldn't even call. I wouldn't even say she's disabled the way she can. Well, no, no, she's not disabled, but the way but people the, would see it, you would see it as a handicap, mm-hmm. handicapable. I'd rather use that. Yeah. And I'm like, man, they got a fucking five one on that one. That was fantastic. Haley Seinfeld, very good in this show. Yeah. A lot of people are like, why is she getting such a big part? Because she's Hawkeye, douchebag. It ain't talking. Yeah. This show is called Hawkeye. For for novices, they're thinking it's just Jerry Remember, yeah. He's yeah. passing on the mantle to her. And also at the same time, being at the fact that if you're in the know, the Matt Fraction right. uh, comic was her. I'm training her. Him training her, so. But also, uh, Haley's now got two, uh, two feet. Yeah. In Marvel, yes, she does. Is it because she's, she's a uh, when? She's Kate Bishop, and Hawkeye, and she's also. <laughs> yeah, and, and she's, she's also the voice of Spider Gwen in Into the Spider. If you really want to push it, she's the fucking hero in Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she was really funny. And uh, Yelena, yeah, I was just she about was to fantastic. Bring Yelena, I mean, Florence Pugh is becoming one of my. Uh, She's my. Just because of Hawkeye, I'm going back to watch Heredity. I watched it before it watched me. No, um. Now I got to go back and watch. Who's watching Heredity? No, no, Midsummer. Midsummer. Heredity was also same guy who directed it. Mm-hmm. You're right, Midsummer. I'm gonna go back and watch that, even though it ain't my jam. Mm-mm. But I'm gonna watch it because I like Florence Pugh. She's a fucker. she is so cool. Thank you. She's very cool. She's very like I just like the way she just sat there eating uh, macaroni and cheese out of a pot with yeah. hot sauce, and she just was like, you know, I'm I'm trying to make you feel good because that's I'm killing you. I'm going to kill you. But also at the same time. <laughs> uh, That mac and cheese is special, Tori. Because it reminds her of her dad. Because it reminds her of her dad, because that's what he cooked. <clears throat> and now, now I need to see them back, the parents. And But, like, but see, now that's the one thing. Like, with these, with the Disney Plus shows, there's the side characters. Some of the side characters are so entertaining that you would want to see them. More of them. <clears throat> off in another show, like like Boo and Darcy. Yes. From yes. WandaVision. <laughs> I would have liked to see them off on their own. Now, I would like to see Yelena and Kate Bishop. You have to say her full name, Kate yeah. Bishop. Why do you keep saying my same full name? Just because you know who I am? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm going to kill you. And I like that whole... I like the fact that, you know, a lot of... Again, a lot of lazy writers would have never brought up the fact that Hawkeye is going through post-traumatic stress. And why do you wear ear hearing aid anyhow? I just like that version. In the yeah. comic books, he had screws drilled into his head. And, uh, 
This one just the yeah. fact that he's the only a human being. Yeah, he's only a human. Surrounded and, by superhumans and gods. And uh, and the one takes th- a toll. And the one thing that I did like was um, anytime he went to go and talk to Natasha. Air quotes. Right. Uh, he took out the hearing, the hearing aid. I'm guessing more or less to tune out the world. So it was just him and her. You know who else I liked in Hawkeye? Uh, girls. I thought girls was great. And girls in his in his his loafers. Yeah. And thank God, because I did read some of the Matt Fraction book. Yeah, he was a fat white dude. And girls also died. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the book, so and, it, and it's not just because he's black. But I'm sitting there. But the fact that as soon as I saw girls is black, I was like. Oh shit! They're gonna kill, kill brother. Yep. I thought that was well written. I like the fact that they had something to do. That you had a, of course you had pizza dog, and and they proved that the whole idea is that people respect people in costumes yeah. now in the Marvel universe. I either respect them or fear them. So. Yeah, Hawkeye was but yeah, I mean, fantastic. if you get down to like the fighting and choreography, that was good. And then, uh, of course, you, you had um, if if you want to call it a bit of that, in the beginning, Kate suffered from affluenza. Yeah. With, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because. Uh, Pretty much, uh, she was a rich white girl that didn't know what was going on in the outside world. And, and everything got paid for when she I mean, but up. even even when she also, I sort of like how they blended in the Avengers movie into the show to where it almost seemed seamless that yeah. you would think she was standing right there. Well, she was across the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say, but so she seen when she seen him. I guess that's when she got the idea of Vin. But Vin, once she got. Older and she had all the training, all this and that, and so on and so, so forth. So here's a question for you: Who killed the father? Did the mom kill the father? Did Kingpin kill the father? Did the Shatari kill the father? Dang. They never really said. Yeah, because I think wasn't the dad dead while the no. mom was going to grab her out of the, the building? The, we didn't know until the next scene, which the mom grabs her out of the building. Next scene, they're at a funeral. Yeah, so unless it just happened there. Yeah, we don't, but we we don't, don't know, know who did it. So, again. But, um, what was it? Uh, da, 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 da. Just trying to think of anything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, so she basically went through with no confidence since her mom paid for everything and the, being also the job or business that her mom was in, she pretty much didn't get away with anything until yeah. she started having to deal with consequences because she just happened to want to go meet her quote-unquote hero. Her hero. And then and he's once, trying to tell her there's consequences no. <laughs> in this job. Yeah, uh, yeah, you don't want to be in this. So then once all of that stuff happened, she started having to deal with the consequences. And I like the fact, like, again, we're inside. We're inside. We know what's going on. For the average fan, their main complaint was Hawkeye doesn't do anything. Hawkeye's only a human being. Hawkeye, they don't even call him Hawkeye that much. And then they explain why in this show... I'm not supposed to be noticed. I'm a fucking spy and an assassin. Mm-hmm. I kill people for a living. I don't want them to know, see me coming. I'm not Moon Knight. Moon Knight wants you to see him coming, hence he's dressed a fucking white. Mm-hmm. That shit wouldn't work down south. They fuck his ass up. But uh, I like the fact that he said that, you know, she's saying you have a problem with your image, and it's like, my image is fine, because I don't want an image. I don't want nobody to know nothing about me. Then we find out about the watch. 
Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. And I like that. And I don't know if you picked up who his wife really is. Now, see, this is the thing. When people keep saying, "Well, this is making it now that Agent Shield is not canon," I say, "No, it's still. It, 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 there's no way that they can, it cannot be canon." I said, "Because you had Nick Fury showing mm-hmm. up there, you had um, Sith showing up there, you had Maria Hill show up there." But here's the thing. They went forward and backward in time, and they fucked up the timeline so much. That's how you can make. She's a variant, but no, of so, Bobby Morse. So that's what I was saying. I say, I was either saying that or uh, Mockingbird is just a call sign. Well, call sign, yeah. And, and she could have been a another, previous, like a like Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. She could have been a previous Mockingbird. I read that the writers, and it, the writers basically did say that she is a variant. Of yeah. the Mockingbird from the TV show, and that's Marvel. Like, how do you argue that? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> we now got it. It's now fact. No, but also with Loki and right now Doctor Strange coming up, but especially Loki because Loki came before this. Right. So we know there's variants and multiverses. So it's it can be already written that hmm, she's a variant, or it's like or like I say with the whole fact of. She's a, that was a former call sign. She was the former right. mockingbird. mockingbird. <laughs> and what is a mockingbird? A mockingbird pretends to be other things. Yeah. And um, so we go from that, another fantastic show, to another fantastic movie that just got released recently on Disney Plus, Eternals. I love that fucking movie. A lot of people didn't get it, and I understand. It's kind of highbrow for a Marvel film. Yeah, and they take it to another level. Yeah, yeah, but like you said, because we went, we went to see it when it was released in theaters, right? And yeah, I, I, I had nothing but high praise for it. I have, I love the fact, I like the cinematography, I like the fact they they shot a lot of this shit on, on location. Very little, you know, you know, you got some CGI scenes in there where you have to see it on green, like the World Forge. And it just like uh, I thought it was well done. I mean, I said to my wife, I said, if Jack Kirby was alive, there's two shows that Marvel put out that he would love. That's uh, Thor Ragnarok and this show, because all his designs are there. Yeah, every last one of them. I said, if you look at and and I said, and maybe Black Panther. I said, if you look at Black uh, at Eternals, Eternals are all circles. Everything is in circles, from the uh, their power set to their costumes yeah. to their fucking spaceship to the interiors. Circles inside of circles inside of circles. If you look at Black Panther. If you pay attention, everything is triangles, yeah. triangles within triangles within triangles within triangles. And, and that's all as Kirby was good for using basic symmetrical shapes in his design and speaking of design just the fact that Chloe Zhao wrote the Eternals produced the Eternals directed the Eternals <laughs> and picked the stars that were going to be in the Eternals that's another thing some people probably did not like of course not because they weren't all white diversity this was one of the such fact, a diverse cast <laughs> let's say you had well, I guess Richard Madden, though. Richard Madden. He's, he, he was from uh, Ireland. Yeah. Then you had the guy he's, that played Druid. He was from Scotland. Scotland. 
You had Salma Hayek. But, but, but those two, for all intentions purposes, you're white guys. Yeah, but they're not Americans. They're not Americans. But, and then you have you have Selma Hayek is Mexican and hot. <laughs> Even have, that, what, almost damn near six. I don't, I don't know who the young lady is right now. I don't have it in front of me that uh, played Makari. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she's, she's um, in real life, she's, she's deaf. deaf. And I think she's like African-American Egyptian. Uh, who else is in there? And then you had uh, Dane Whitman. He's British. The guy, you know, from Game of Thrones. We have an uncredited Mahashala Ali as the voice of Blade, which was in the, the final uh, stinger at the end. He's an American yeah, Muslim. Kit, yeah, Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington, yes. Harry Styles. Harry Styles, British. Mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie. The only American. <laughs> Gemma Chan. She was Cersei. She, yep, and she was Chinese American. Oh, you had uh, one of the Skarsgards. Who is <laughs> a Skarsgard? A Skarsgard from the planet Skarsgard. And, and uh, who's the, the girl? The young oh, girl. Wait, Don Lee. Don Lee from China, boxer. Who's the uh, girl playing? Oh, wait. Uh, Sprite? You got Kamel Nanjiani. Indian. Brian Tyree Henry. Black American. Black. Who in the show he was also playing gay. a gay, a gay man, which is fantastic. And uh, who played Macari? Her name is Lauren Rudolph. Who played Sprite? And uh, as far as for Sprite, every- it was, but yeah, but every, but more or less, it's just everybody. Oh, and also you got um, Commander Gianni's. Oh, his manservant. Manservant or manager, whatever. Alfred. Another. His and, Alfred, and yeah. I, I just thought, with all these characters, without individual movies to build them up. Oh, well, and then... It was fantastic. Liam McHugh played uh, Sprite. And that and name she's born sounds in, like... Where's she born? But she's, she's born in Pittsburgh, so... Okay. You got and two white people. Two white people and a, and a black guy from America. And a massive ensemble cast and everybody had a chance to shine everybody had a purpose where it's amazing to me that this group of characters that the average new fan wouldn't know anything about and they and close out took it and ran with it and made it work where Whedon took the Justice League characters we grew up on as children that we knew from forward and backwards and it just didn't click uh, wait, uh, one one more diverse. Uh, Fastos's husband, the actor, was born in uh, Dubai. So, Arab. There you go. Then you got, oh, Peyton Aswald. <laughs> Peyton Aswald. So, again, I like the story. And when people go, well, that ain't how the comic book went. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Because the comic book ain't had a comic book one. <laughs> People think of Neil Gaiman's version as the fin of a virgin, but it's not. Neil Gaiman copied shit right from Kirby when Kirby and Lee wrote this shit. And it was so, it, it was written like everybody was on acid. Shit, you see how it looks? Yeah. It was a jumbled mess. That's why these book characters never really kept a comic book going because characters. The stories were so everywhere, people stopped buying them. But to make this movie work, 
Chloe Zhao did pretty much the impossible and made this movie. Yeah. Work. Where instead That's... of making them in the comics, they're saying that the Celestials created man, deviants, and Eternals. That's in the comics. And that certain deviants had, had mingled with man and had children that eventually will have the mutant gene. Okay. That could work. But in here, I like it better that the fact that the Celestials are giant liars. Yeah. They lie. Where they're, these Eternals are... I don't, I don't like the fact... And they didn't call them robots. They're artificial beings. Yeah. And people were fucking shitting the bed over that. And I'm like, but you liked Vision, who's an artificial being. Yep. Who had a... Created by who, a man. Who was created by a man, men, and a robot, by the way. And had a sexual relationship with a human being. And I ain't got a problem with any of that in the, in the states of this, the way they're telling this story. Yeah. So you shouldn't have a problem with the Eternals being artificial beings. Where they go there, they do their thing on a planet, they're brought back, they're wiped, mm-hmm. reprogrammed, and sent to another planet. And the fact that Ajax finally gave up the ghost and said this ain't right because there's more potential in mankind. And I like the fact the way they're saying it is that because in the comics there were celestials inside of planets, and they're setting the groundwork. A lot of people ain't paying attention. They're setting the groundwork. Celestials want to have more numbers because their numbers are being picked off by somebody. Yeah. Who else goes to other planets and eats them up? Mm-hmm. Galactus is eating celestials, and Galactus is older than the celestials. And then, and there's that one thing that people are saying. I don't want to go see this movie because it's stupid. If they the Earth's protectors, where were they when Thanos was there? Like they explained it. They, yeah, you see the movie. They explained it in the movie. And, and the fact that they're now, and then when you realize they're not human, they're not even superhuman. That they are machines, synthetic beings, programmed not to interfere. Mm-hmm. They are programmed not to interfere. They couldn't interfere if they wanted to. Because Druig even broke some of the rules where he hypnotized himself to not deal with Ajax and shit. Yeah. Because if you notice, Ajax and Icarus, they were zealots. They believed in the uh, Celestials without without fault. But once Druig, who in the comic books is a villain, but in here I think it's better that he's an anti-eternal. Yeah. Where he's like, yo, fuck this, I'm out. Look at all these people dying, and you let it happen. And, there, and and he's right. He said, like, if we're supposed to let the people grow, why are we allowing them to mow themselves down? And then you think of this. Another movie that makes you think. A lot of people don't want to think. We know, we know people that don't want to think. They don't want to go into the movies and shut their brain off. Who's to say that Thanos didn't know about this shit? Who's to say Thanos cutting down 50% of all living life on the, in the universe stops the progression of the celestials and planets to be born? Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. Why would Arrow show up? He does. <laughs> His brother. What, what, powers the, what powers the celestial to be born? People. You have to have so many people on the planet's life force to contribute to the birth of the celestial. If you take out 50%, that ain't going to happen, at least not for a while. You're going to have to rebuild the population now. Right. No. And their, their, their argument is, 
But if you allow war and you allow all this stuff, you, you rebuild the population. I don't understand that part because I think if you allow war, you decrease the population, especially when Fastos apparently gave up the ghost and taught these fuckers how to split the atom and caused Hiroshima to happen. Yeah, and that's what he pretty much lost. He was like, yeah, he lost these people. All, yep. He lost all the money. He was—he was—he was basically he had basically had that uh, I shouldn't never get the money moment. <laughs> yeah. But it, my wife also said I can understand where Fastos or any one of these people, if if you live and you're immortal for that long, you done did everything. Yeah. You're getting bored. Yep. You you can't tell me you're not bored. And I think the only ones that got. That kind of got away with it so far were Cersei and Icarus, but then Icarus realized, oh, the, this ain't part of the plan. I have to work with this, to get these Celestials to hatch, and he left her. That's why she went on her own path. And I like the inside story of the fact that Sprite was in love with Icarus all this time, yeah, but could never. Do anything about it because she was stuck as a child. Yes, she was stuck in it. And she kept asking, Why did the celestials make me like this? And I like that story because that's a universal story. People ask, Why? Why am I this way? Uh, Why couldn't I be like this? Why couldn't I be rich? Why couldn't I be tall? Why couldn't I be born blonde hair? And those little stories are personal stories that a lot of people deal with and face, but put in this fantastical world. And then with uh, Gilgamesh and Athena. Right. They, he went as her protector, but more or less not to protect her, but to protect, protect the world other people from, from her. her. And he said he did it because he loved her, too. Yeah. But the thing that it is, is everybody's sitting there thinking she's crazy. No, she's not she's crazy. She's reliving her programming. She just never, all the programming and all the stuff that she dealt with, through. Never got she wiped. N- never got wiped. So she knows that everything that's happened. All the people and all the beings she killed. Yeah. And I thought so that if was... you if you live multiple lives and you you can remember all the bad shit that you've that's done, that's a good feeling. I wouldn't think. And you and and you're not pretty much an evil person. You just do what you're doing it for, to yeah, do. for yeah. So yeah, that would probably drive you insane too. So I, I we also discussed that this this script in this movie really had to be decent enough to take someone of her caliber to be in an ensemble cast and not be the star. I mean, sure, money talks and bullshit walk, but I'm pretty sure she got paid fucking just as good as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, the star in the movie basically was Jimmy Chang. And I was about to say, speaking of like Haley Steinfeld, Jimmy Chang had to beat the Marvel yep. universe because she was uh, Minerva. She was Minerva and Captain Marvel. Which I'm going to watch tonight. But, uh, and when that movie was made. Kevin Foggy liked her role so much, he says, I got something for you. I'm not telling you now, but when it's written, I'm going to send it to you. So that that role was written specifically for her. Yeah. And I just thought it was fantastic. And again, uh, Sean Dane Whitman grabbed the Ebony Blade. Seeing Excalibur on the show, knowing that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Arthurian legend is true. Yeah. Because they said that... Uh, Athena had a, that King Arthur had a thing for her. They even talked about that. And uh, she was playing with Excalibur and the sister blade being the El- Ebony blade, blade, which is created by the same race 
This is where it gets deep, y'all. The blade is created by the same race who created the symbiotes. And this thing, when it kills people, absorbs their souls and that live inside the blade and corrupts the soul of the user. So Dane Whitman may, you know, he has to play that devil's advocate. Should I do it or should I not? He goes to touch this blade, which is moving towards him like liquid. And you hear a voice off screen saying, are you ready for that, Mr. Whitman? And that's the voice of Blade. So we already got Blade there. They already admitted vampires exist in the Marvel Universe because mm-hmm. the manservant kept trying to kill Noah and Johnny because he kept coming back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, I really, we watched it last night and I really enjoyed that movie. I, I, I thought everything about it was good. But also at the same time, which I guess, according to Eternals, the DC Universe exists. Yeah, but as a entertainment. Yeah, as an entertainment thing. Because he said, "Uh, so you're like my Alfred, or you're like his Alfred," and he said, "I saw you before. You you like Superman." Right, right. I don't wear a cape. <laughs> but ironically enough, uh, Chloe Zhao, she patterned Icarus from Henry Cavill's Superman from uh, Man of Steel, our favorite movie. <laughs> but the special effects look great, and he was, and I like the fact that the uni mind was shown, and that everybody had to participate to stop the celestial. So I want to know what's going to happen with this giant hand and top of a fucker head. They're going to have to be showing people going on vacation to see this shit, or they're going to try to chip away at it. You know, man, man's always going to fuck with something. So I want to know how what they're going to do with this shit. So you got a lot of other stories to tell. You got three Eternals taken away by Arishim the Judge. And you got other Eternals in space hanging out with Star Fox and Pip. But also at the same time, they it's long established that they were already part of the universe because nowhere. Right. He Nowhere. And also you understand that uh, Ego is a new version of... Of a celestial, yeah, a celestial that's not in the in the armor, an armor giant, but he's actually a planet. So I think that was, an, I think that's in the they're going to say that's in a celestial experiment that went wrong because he's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's seeding other planets with yeah. his seed, except he took it to the next level and became humanoid and started humping on people and making babies and then killing them when they didn't have the celestial power. But again. Marvel is again is on a roll. We're gonna close the Marvel show part off with this with Moon Knight's trailer. They give you a quick look at Oscar Isaac. The trailer is supposed to be released uh, worldwide soon. And it just, and it, one thing it showed that kind of weirded me out was that it showed the um, it showed the, uh, Oscar Isaac standing there yelling and the suit wrapping around him like bandages. Yeah. And I'm thinking. Well, that ain't how it happened in the comic, but guess what? Don't care. This is out of context. I'll watch it. And I can't wait to see it. It looks really good. I think another thing that Marvel does, and the, and they're doing, they filmed Miss Marvel a while ago. Miss Marvel was done. Miss Marvel was going to be released. It is now back to the drawing board. They're not telling you that it is, but it is. They're reshooting a lot of that shit because they went so far off of what that character is. They realized fans aren't going to buy this shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the? 
if you're going to take away her power set and you're going to take away all that, you might as well take away the fact that she's a fucking Pakistani Muslim living in New Jersey. Because that's her main fucking thing. You can't change her parents to the point where it's so big and, and so different that it's not relatable to the character in the book. You just can't do that. I mean, it's one thing. Spider-Man, Toby, was shooting webs out of his, coming from his body. That was one of the things they said. Good scene. They, they, they kept, out of you? And he kept looking at his wrist, too. Like, like where else is this shit she's coming from? But they took... I was wondering how they were going to do her character without using the Turridge and Miss. I was going to say, because technically she's They're not the there human. yet. And the humans ain't there yet. So can you You could try to change her as a mutant, but the mutants ain't there the mutants yet. The ain't here. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm glad they realized something's wrong and they're taking it back to the drawing. Because yeah, I'd rather have them do it right. While technically they were in humans in the Marvel Technically, not in the Marvel Universe. That with the TV show, because technically it was supposed to be. Remember, it was supposed to be a movie, right? But then they just cut it down and say, "Nah, you're just gonna yeah, make this a TV right. show." And then this is an Ike Paul Mutter special. And recently, ironically enough, if you look online, there's a new Inhuman comic book out. They redesigned Lockjaw. I ain't gonna tell you. Just look it up, and you tell me what Lockjaw looks like. I just think it's kind of odd that they did that. But um, no, is it uh, last year or just recently? Just recently. Just just type in Lockjaw. Lockjaw redesign. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but again, while you're looking at it, bottom line is that uh, Marvel is they're cooking on all fucking cylinders again. No. No surprise there. Uh, did you see Peacemaker? Uh, no. When you come over, we'll watch it. Well, I'm not going to give much away. But the bottom line is, John Cena is a fucking nut. And he's very good in this role. I can see where Batista would look at this role and say, I ain't doing that. Uh, nope. Just type in redesign. No, that's what I typed in. Oh, it didn't show up? Well, the new Lockjaw redesign is Voltaire, all white. Yeah, that's what I said, because I had typed in like that. Nope. Still. Oh, oh, okay, take your time. Yeah, they they made Lockjaw look like my new dog. Yeah, so they basically turned him uh, from a... From a bulldog to a Voltaire. A giant white one. He likes to sit on the couch and thinks he's fucking 14, <laughs> 14 pounds. He's crushing me, but he's, he's a good boy. He's a good dog. So, um, from there, like I said, Peacemaker is, oh. I I see where, yep, that's him, uh, I see where, uh, remember how we were talking about how, uh, what's the, the writer, Vince Russo, he came up with a lot of good ideas, but he needed to be held a and filter. checked and filtered. This is, who's the director of Guardians again, um, Oh, you're talking about uh, that he just did. Yeah, he just did Peacemaker. James uh, Gunn. J- you got James Gunn, right? James Gunn did the Guardian movies, and they were funny, and they were irreverent. And they had, you know, shit, ass, bitch. Okay. Harsh words for a Marvel show. 
And then they were like, oh yeah? Well, guess what, Mr. Gunn? You work for DC. You have no filter. This show And then, is... of course, well, we've seen him do Suicide Squad. Right. This is worse than that. This show is Suicide Squad, which is insane. This show is worse than that. When it comes, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not, you know, Betty Crocker or some shit, and I'm like, you know, I don't want no kids to watch some shit. This is some shit that, as a parent, that's on you. You want your kid to see this shit. Because I'm telling you, you seeing John Cena butt-ass naked all the time. Uh, he, he's just literally the old wrestling uh, saying of showing your ass. John Cena don't give a fuck, dude. He's insane in this movie. They showing, they show not only tits. They, I never seen a movie, superhero movie, where they showed the vagina before. Wide open. It, it was on a tablet, but it still was there. And the violence, is, of course, is over the top. John Cena and Vigilante had a threesome with some skank on the street in a, ho- in a, in a fucking uh, mobile home. It is just insane. It is just like James Gunn was like, I'm going to do as, anything I can to tell until they tell me to say no. And they have yet to tell him no. So the first three episodes are out there. You guys want to watch this, you tell me. Go to the Blacklisted page. And, and send us online what you think of Peacemaker and, and it's just off the chart and uh, it's insanity at it's best and speaking of insanity they just released DC a picture of Batgirl the new Batgirl so type in the new Batgirl and I love the way the uh, the, pe- the way I call them the people the way the people are complaining about this wink wink costume. And when you look at the girl playing the new Batgirl, it ain't that costume that they complaining about. And you know damn well. When you see it, you tell me. Wait, is this a TV show or is it a movie? It's a HBO movie, I think. But it's linked with Yes, and it's linked with the Batman. So if Batgirl is Commissioner Gordon's daughter, she would look like that. Because Commissioner Gordon's a black man now. So Batgirl is a black girl. Or Hispanic looking, right? But they're saying they hate the costume because it doesn't look like Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Yet it's the same design as Yvonne Craig's yep. from the 1960. Believe it or not, that ain't even the original Batgirl design because Batgirl was gray with yellow back. And yellow gloves and yellow boots. That's the original Batgirl design. So they are, they're full of shit with that one. I can't hate on it because I didn't see it in action yet. <laughs> they're like, oh, it looks like a CW. Whatever. If, 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 if that's the way they're going to roll with it, that's what they're going to roll with it. At least they, they're doing it. So you should be happy about that. Again, the toxic fandom of shit when we were into this shit when their run wasn't as big as it is now now that the geeks are inheriting the earth they're becoming the douchebags that the people that used to kick sand in your face (laughs) it it wouldn't happen to be the fact that her name is Leslie Grace Martinez yeah yeah had nothing to do with that or the fact that she damn sure ain't got a tan that's what she looks like so and while I haven't watched the show I did see that uh, 
the Batgirl CW show has a black Joker? There's a black Batgirl CW show? Or is it? Uh, oh, Bat Batwoman. Oh, Batwoman. Whatever. I don't watch the show. Yeah, neither do I. That's what I'm saying. But I just because it went from it was Ruby Rose. It was Ruby Rose. Then it was this black chick who I don't remember her name. Now it's back to another white woman. Uh, See, I don't know. So I don't know. The show just did nothing for me. Uh, I, I, I didn't see it from the beginning. I watched five episodes, and I usually give a show three, and I gave it five, and it just did nothing. Uh, for I me. didn't even give it that. So then we got the Batman coming out. So that looks that's coming up in March, I believe, and that looks promising because I like the director. Uh, <clears throat> what's his name again? JJ's buddy. The Planet of the Apes and all those other ape movies. Oh yeah, yeah, it came to me in a second, but but it looks it looks good. It looks dark. That's okay. Thank you. It looks dark. It looks like year one, year two, because it looks like the suit is cobbled together. Hopefully, the suit gets better. But I'm not watching it for the suit. Suit is important, but I need a good story. Yeah, they're saying that's the Joker. Uh oh, and Batwoman, that guy. Yeah. Oh, he looks like Joey. Looks like my nephew Joey, right? <laughs> yeah. But you know who's playing the Joker in the Batman? That guy Keegan. I can't remember his first name. The guy who played Druid. Eternals. Oh, okay. He's the Joker. He looks a little too sleepy. <laughs> Maybe that's just the role he was playing in that. But uh, all right. We had a black Joker before that no one paid attention to either. Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah. He was great with dreadlocks and no shoes. <laughs> yeah, we, we've had a lot of black, and uh, we, we've had a black army dead. Yep, who disappeared in, in the second movie, but he ended up coming back in the cartoon years later. So yeah, the Batman looks like it's gonna be kind of cool. It looks dark. Oh, because I, I have, even though I, I it was somewhat on my radar, if I knew there was a Batman coming out. I wasn't really paying attention too much, but yeah, Jeffrey Wright is yeah, Jeffrey Gordon. Wright is Commissioner Gordon, the Watcher. Yeah, there's no mistaking. <laughs> Come on, and why? And if they were seeing, I'm saying like, and I'm fine with all that, you know, as long as they to, to the end. And this is this is the same argument you'll get though. What if Blade was white? Okay, as long as they stuck with the essence of the character. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what color Blade is. Yeah, all right, but but here's the deal. Hollywood's been white for so long. Mm-hmm. Why do you gotta from the beginning from of the time fucking until beginning? Oh, about when I'll, now it's I, still. I'll, I'll give it to Black Panther. <laughs> right, and 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 and, uh, and I'm like that argument is moot. It is moot. And then you have people, you know, we dealt with this. Well, why don't black people make their own movies? And that's easier said than done. Because. You can finance your own movie. So you finance a movie, you produce the movie, you direct the movie. You even shoot and make the movie. You shoot and make the movie. How are you going going to release it? The distributors are all white. Yep. Period. Period. And it's always going to be that way. You see these movies out today, they are made by like Joe Blow Productions, distributed by, I don't know, Warner Brothers. Who were the Warner Brothers? Two Jewish guys. Sony. Ran by uh, two white people, but owned by Japan. Mm-hmm. Columbia. 
I ain't got m- money, th- nice things to say about Amy Pascal, except for the fact she shut the fuck up and let Kevin Feige handle the wheels of Spider-Man. Universal. Universal. All of them. There is no black distribution out there. Universal, which is owned by Comcast. Again. <laughs> no black distribution. That's the key to the game. That's like when people go, well, if you don't like what you're watching in wrestling, why don't you make get your own wrestling company? Anybody can get a wrestling oh, yeah. company. Uh, how you gonna get the? What, what you gonna you get your TV? TV. You. That's the first thing anybody wants to do to get a wrestling company. You need TV. And I don't give a fuck if you're. Uh, what's the guy who owns uh, NWA? Uh, uh, Billy Corrigan. Billy Corrigan. I'm about to say Trent Reznor. But you, Billy Corrigan, you can't go that route because you're never gonna grow. You're never gonna grow. Well, why? Why is Rampage only an hour long? Because that's all it needs to be. Rampage is an appetizer for Wednesday, that next Wednesday coming up. And it ain't like it's you're getting second string talent on Rampage. You're having just as good enough matches on there as any other wrestling show. Since we're talking about wrestling, I just want to get into that real quick. So what, do you, what is your imp- impressions on Hook? I personally like it. <laughs> I just like it because it's so it's so stupid. You gotta like it. it, it it's one of those. Um, I, yeah, I guess it's just like one of those things that everybody's just hopping on one thing just to more. I don't know. Well, I don't want to say like making fun. It almost sounds like they're joking on him. Yeah, but I think it's gonna backfire on those people because he's got talent. Oh yeah. But the problem is, as long as they book him smart. They can never, again, they screwed up that time with uh, Bear Bronson, I think. Mm-hmm. They should have let him wrestle from underneath. Because yeah. there's no way in hell his little tiny ass should be fucking dominating Bear Bronson like these dudes. Yeah, his, his, his dad was barely fighting people like right. him. And, and I like what, the fact, damn, damn. one thing I'm glad of is the fact that I thought I was going to hear nothing but Taz talk about his kid. And he shuts up. Yeah. When Hook is out there, he shuts up. Get, For the most which, part. Which is, which is good. He calls the holds, he calls, calls the moves, but he doesn't put Hook over. And Hook is getting over, not for his wrestling per, per se, just the fact that he's like, he does a better version of, uh, what's the guy in the blue jeans? Orange uh, He's like Orange a, He's like a cooler version of Orange Cassie. Like, why the fuck am I here? He's walking out there like, my dad got me under this shit doing this shit. And he goes uh-huh. out there and he does his shit and he turns around and uh-huh. walks away. And he doesn't cut promo, promos, no, no, he doesn't pose, he doesn't do any of that stuff. And I think, for now, for now he's doing okay. Uh, Mustafa Ali today requested his release, considering I thought he was gone already, because they're not doing nothing with him. They're not doing nothing with nobody, and unless your name is Roman, Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, because they really fucking... Uh, 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 Big E really had a great run, didn't he? They butchered his run, dude. It's like, all right, so what, what, what next? Is um, is Xavier Woods going to get a world title and then Brock Lesnar take that from him too? Yep. Then it happened to Teresa. Yeah, it's because he didn't... Hey, it, it, and the thing about it is Brock wasn't even supposed to be in that No, match. no, he wasn't. Guess what? He wasn't supposed to be in the other one either, but he won, and he won the money in the bank. That was supposed to go to Mustafa Ali. And he, he wasn't in that match either. Yeah, because it was technically it was supposed to be him and Roman, but then Roman had, had the COVID had deal. COVID. 
So at the last minute, it was like, well, we got Brock. What are we, we going to do? Him? Just throw just him, him in into this match. Just throw him into this match. And have him pin the champion. Yeah, I say, there could have been anybody else they in that match. Him pin they could have had him pin uh, uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah. No, you pin the champion and take the belt off him. And then, now he's not even in the chase for the title. No. I can't watch that show. I just oh, can't. I, I I can't say that. I watch it on highlights on YouTube. Yeah. That's it. I watch the YouTube highlights, and that's pretty much about it. So now, the match that <coughs> people probably would have wanted to see like 10 years ago. It's, if 10 wanna, years too late? If you want to find, say it's finally happened now of Brock and Bobby. Yeah, it's still 10 years too late. No, that's what I'm saying. So, WWE, for those of y'all don't know, is a hot mess. And if you're into hot messes, then this is the stuff you're into. Oh, well, and, 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 and what I used to call that A show isn't even good anymore. SmackDown is horrible. Oh, no, I was, I, was, I wasn't talking about that. Oh. I was talking about NXT. Oh, oh. <clears throat> they rebranded NXT. NXT used to be the A show for me. Right, right. And now it's... And then SmackDown. Who, and who's there now that, 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 that moves anything? Kind of barometers. I, no. I haven't been. I haven't watched it. I can't to, watch it. Uh, only I, I know that uh, Rick Steiner's son is right. now the champion. Another Braun. Braun Bronson. Or whatever uh, his name is. Braun, Braun Breaker. Breaker. I saw that, and I saw Rick. Yeah, I had to say. I was thinking about it for a second. I was about to say Scotts. I was like, but yeah, I saw. They saw. You saw Rick getting the ring and. Congratulations. Again, I, like, yeah. and I don't, there's no, I have no beef or hate with I don't have nothing with, with Steiner, any but of I don't them. have no fucking, I have no connection to any of the, that talent. No connection at all. So, Mustafa Ali asked for his release today because him and Vince got into an argument, apparently. And I'm glad somebody at least speaks up for himself on that show. And he is so damn good. And they never let him be good. They, it was like, let's give him something stupid and let him fix it. How, that's the worst thing with that show. Is like we're gonna we're gonna throw shit at you until we think you're we think until we think you learned enough but, to, to do it do it our way. But the thing about it is, is they've always been doing that for decades. Ain't nothing new. You go back to Dusty. Here, yep. take these polka dots and, and make some make it work if you can. And. He does. He, he and Dustin made it work. And they never gave him a title. Nope. Never gave him a title shot. He nope. never had a title shot the whole time Dusty was in WWE. Yeah. So I like that Adam Cole and Britt Breaker are doing the power couple thing. So yeah. you got the power couple, Red Dragon. That's what they're calling them for now. Yeah, they call them Red Dragon. And uh, uh, the Young Bucks. The young Bucks. I like that whole scenario. Uh, yeah, power couple, the Young Bucks, with uh, along with the. Uh, their, their girl, uh, was it Brandon? Oh yeah, I like Brandon Cutler. He's funny. <laughs> I, I, he's entertained. Don't do nothing but get in the way. And uh, then you, again, speaking of toxic fandom, you got people hating on the fact that Jade's not ready. How do you know Jade's not ready? Here's the thing. If you with anything, and and people keep saying, why do you keep bringing up race? Until you stop mentioning it. And signals and signs. I'm gonna stop mentioning it and legit saying it. Mm-hmm. All right. People are hating on her fan wise. She's, she's not, not ready. ready. She's she's green. Guess what? Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Guess what? She knows it. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Guess what? Tony, Tony don't God, care. Tony God knows it. And he don't because he said you look up. 
So you, you need don't to tell care. me. She is not ready to hold a title yet. Let's do fair comparison because this is the only reason she got into the business in the first place. Was China ever ready? China couldn't wrestle to save her fucking life. No. Even, and she was in the ring with Jericho, who was calling matches. And, and, and uh, uh, I was about to call him Spark Plug Holly. Bob Holly. She was in the ring with a lot of veterans mm-hmm. who came out and say, after a fact, she could not work. She did not want to listen. When this girl legit has 20-something matches under her fucking belt. But look at her. Yeah. You look at her and you see, you see her in a fucking... Okay, let's use the best man analogy. She has the, if you look at her, walk through a fucking airport, you're going to stop. Mm-hmm. That's, she has the look. My only problem I have with Jay Cargill, and, and it ain't her fault. Because she was good before Smart Mark Starling got into the mm-hmm. picture. They don't let her cut a promo. And she's a way better promo than just a catchphrase. She needs to beat up Mark Starling, kick him to the curb. And have or have somebody else fucking be her fucking mouthpiece because he is getting way too much time and she just stands there looking mad. Doesn't help. It doesn't help. So if you get rid of Mark Starling and let her cut her own promos or give her another fucking mouthpiece if they're not happy with her promos, I'm all for it. I'm not a fan because I can't really take her seriously unless she's in a tag of red velvet. She is too small. I mean, just not just height-wise, physique-wise. She needs to be that type of... I mean, she's small enough that she can get over. Don't get me wrong. You can get her over, but she has to fight from underneath. Fans who don't know that, that means if you're an underdog, you have to fight like an underdog. You got to take that ass kicking before you get that comeback. She does not do that. She's doing Booker T moves left, right, and center. People are selling for this shit. But I do like... What they're doing with Layla Hirsch. She's a little spark plug of a fucking psychopath from New Jersey. So uh, she's also legit. And she's legit. Because she can really do this shit. So Layla Hirsch is really uh, turning heads. Chris Statlander, enough said. Yeah. Big, powerful, good-looking chick. She's with Orange Cassidy now. There's like a lot of couples in this show now. Yeah, so that's... Because that's, right now... It, it's a... Uh, because right now the feud is with a bit uh, with Adam Cole, baby. And, and Orange Cassidy, so right with Britt Baker the and Britain and, and, and Chris Statlander stepping in. The match that surprised me the most was now, Anna J. I was Barney. just oh I was God. just about to bring that because I haven't seen you since that. But Jesus. I had spoke to somebody at work. I say, now nah, I had showed I had showed a guy a, a picture. I say, now look at these two women. And he's like, uh huh. I said, now look at these two women. He's like, yeah. I said, would you expect these four women to be involved in the hardcore street fight involving tables, Lash, chairs, ladders? Oh my, thumbtacks! It was I, Terry was like, could you do that? Hell no, I don't want to. And I'm sitting there going, I'm like, eh. hey, and I, I say, there, I say there was possibly only one. Out of those four that I would have expected to probably do something like that, and that would have been the bunny. And even I didn't expect her to blade the way she did. She they were bleeding like And I loved I loved it because it was legit. The fact that when they did the table spot. Yeah, that one where Penelope went to go and moonsaulted through the table. It was heavy said, enough. Oh. It just bounced right off of it. But Ty Conti with the, with the uh, 
pile driver on Penelope's my favorite. It was a stuffed pile driver. Really? From the apron to the table. And I noticed, and I hope I'm wrong. Ever since they came out, that Ty Conti now is with uh, Sammy Guevara. That's their business. But <laughs> don't let his success make you act like you can do no wrong. Because mm-hmm. the last match I seen, I seen her on Dark teaming up with uh, what's her, Anna, what's her, J. Anna J against these two twins. They're good-looking Spanish girls. Check mm-hmm. it out. It's on Dark from last week. You watch Anna J wrestle. She's wrestling. She's working punches. She's working kicks. She tags in Ty Conti. Ty Conti damn it knocks this bitch out the first. I mean, a solid punch. You see her stumble, and she's not selling. Terry's like, rewind that again. <laughs> and you see that bitch go, bro. She's she's taking liberties now. She's locking on holes legit hard. Mm-hmm. And you watch it, and you see like, yo, what's up with this bitch? And uh. She needs to she needs to chill out. Somebody needs to pull her aside and say, "All right, now you got you got to chill with this shit." Because guess what? If you don't, we gonna feed you the Thunder Rosa. And Thunder Rosa, but you know, out of all the women in wrestling, I I get in the ring with Awesome Kong before I get in the ring with Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa scares me. I love her to death, but she's scared. Yeah. <laughs> although I, I, I although I, I do like uh, watching her YouTube show with her, the, with, the, with the tacos. With the tacos. She's very, she's very outgoing, very friendly. Cause man, what was that? What was that one? I think it was. No, no, no. The the, the one of the ones I've seen it was uh, Thunder Rosa, Dasha, and uh, Aubrey. And Aubrey Edwards with her fucking dirty mouth. She cusses more than I do, goddamn. Dirty vegan. I like her. I think she's good. But yeah, Thunder Rosa. And Ty Conti was on one of them too. Yeah, I seen one with her with Ty Conti where they ate like. Different hot spicy ones. Yeah. Now uh, this this is my take on that, and I I'm not even gonna give much into it. The only reason that I had a comment on with um her with, with uh, Sammy and Ty Conti being together is they they took it upon themselves to make it a spectacle that he proposed to her one girl on TV. And then you, now you're making that chick look like an idiot. I say no, no. Now whether they had an amicable split or not, it still makes her look like an idiot. You saw that they 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 didn't have to put that on TV. No, no. Because we we would have known nothing about right, it. Right, right. I say so. The fact that's the only that's the only thing that I that I made comment about. I was like, I don't. I mean, that, that this happens in wrestling all the time. Right. Of. Uh, yeah, you may be dating somebody anyway. Then you get into the business and you, you start dating start one traveling of the other one of I say, but the fact that AEW made it a point to put it on put their on TV, TV and make it part of, of the show of the show. So you say, oh, so he's now his, right. his now with his long term girlfriend and man, and, and, so and, and so forth. And, and to, to shoehorn on that, you had Todd Conti talking about her husband, and then out of the blue, she's yeah. divorcing him. Yeah. Like, and they and they put it on their show, so you're making Ty Conti's ex-husband look like an idiot as the, well as yeah. Sammy's ex-girl. I think that's the only comment that I had about that. I think if you wouldn't have stuck him, put him on TV, made him a part of the show, and put it in our heads, oh, he's with her, he's with her, and now all of a sudden right. they're two together. Because guess what? We don't hear shit about Anna Jay and Dalvin Allen. Nope. And they've been together for a long time. And even well, technically, you don't really even hear much about uh, Orange Cassidy and, 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 and Chris Statlander. Yep. I say, 
and just and just until now, just just into this past show, did you see uh, Adam Cole and Rick R- yeah, they, they, they talked about it, hinted about it, but now they're together. Mm-hmm. And and the only, you want to know why? Because they're busy hating on Brandy Rose. <laughs> and let's face it, she's easy to hate. I'm sorry, I love her to death, but she is so easy to hate. She, I love her to death. And okay, now that we're on Brandy Rose, I'm segue to this. What do you think about this? What do you think is that all the people that Malachi Black spit this black shit on, they're basically being baptized and turning into the House of Black? It's possible. Because did you see the trip, the paper, uh, the little stinger they did with um, Pac? Yeah. Where he had his eyes wrapped up, mm-hmm. and he's talking about like. Oh, I don't hate you for blind to me because now I can see more than ever or something like that. Yep. I have a feeling Pac is joining Malachi Black's team with the, uh, Brody King. Cause he looks like a fucking killer. Yeah, because you saw the you saw the, the, the stinger that he did with Brody King, where right. he <laughs> spit, his, spit in his face when he said that you know you'd be more than a king. Mm-hmm. So now you got that girl. You got um the Diana, I believe it is the cheerleader chick. Yeah, right. So you got Diana Hart. Uh, is that her name? Yeah, because but, but she's the, the one that's dating uh, Shorty Shorty Johnson, uh, Big Shorty. Oh, is that his name? Bitch, Big Shotty, Lee oh, Johnson. Big, oh, Lee Johnson. That's his girlfriend. Uh, she's only twenty-one mm-hmm. years old. Because I'm trying to think, <laughs> is she actually a heart? No, she's not a heart heart. Because uh, I, I know it wasn't. I know that wasn't the Diana, but I was like, I don't yeah, know. but she had Big Shotty. That's his woman, but uh, I think it's cool because now because he they're wrestling the varsity blondes this Wednesday. Yeah, I like to see her because she's wearing black now. Remember she's she, just she's wearing leader? black and she even has an eye a black eye patch. But who else did he spit that shit? In? It was well, like I said, it was it was her heart. It was, the girl. It was heart. It was Brody King. Brody King. It was Pop. Pop. And then um Dustin. I mean uh. Cody. Yeah. So maybe Cody is playing this role as the the ignorant villain who thinks he's the good guy. Because it would work. Like, why is he acting like this? Got spit in the face by fucking this dude. Maybe it would be great if he's part of the House of Black, too. And I think that would be fantastic. That, that the whole baptism by this black, as Vince would call this black viscous fluid. Black viscous fluid. <laughs> this sputum. <laughs> But uh, I think that would work. I think that would work a lot. I, I again, I, I have yet, and I'm not being pe- and I'm picky as a motherfucker. But you got the black mass and the black mist. I am not hating on nothing that they're doing except they're, I can nitpick like we just did. But you know, when you bring out the real life relationships and shit like that, you expect the shit's gonna fall apart. Uh, I see that Scott Demore and then um, they've got rid of Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker seems to be the most polarizing guy in wrestling next to Vince. I don't know what he did. They're not saying, but they got rid of him. But they brought in an ex-NXT announcer. Oh, yeah. I think that was uh, Todd Grissom. I forget it. Yeah, Grissom. Yeah, Todd Grissom. Uh, so they brought him in the Impact. Oh, and speaking of that, the one thing I did see, WWE's opening up the bidding door. I guess we're going to have to watch Royal Rumble now just to see what... <laughs> and, and, that is... and, and, but the thing is, 
Terry says, why would she go back after the way they, the way they fired her and how they handled it and how they publicly humiliated her? I said, Terry, you, want, you know as well as I do. It's all about the money. You're paying her a fucking king's ransom. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're a corporation who got rid of almost 85% of your talent. Yeah, you, you, and didn't realize we don't have enough talent for the fucking role. Yeah, you, you literally got rid of 80 people last year to... For to save money, but yet you had your biggest financial year. So did yeah, but now you have two Royal Rumbles to fill up, and don't of sixty town. people uh, of a total of sixty people, thirty each. Dude, oh now, oh, now uh, oh you didn't think about that. So now you to fill out the women's rank, you got Maurice, you got Lita, you got. Um, Mickey James. Mickey James. You got uh, who's the other chick that uh, I can't remember, but they're all like people that they let go. Oh, um, Summer Rae. What, what, what did she ever do when she was there? She could have been the JTG and still been in the working there. We didn't know. Speaking of that, when you say uh, Summer Rae and JTG, for some reason I had just went to watch one of that. Uh, one of the NWA powers popped up on my thing. And who of all people was a tag team but yep. JTG and Dirty Dango, a.k.a. Fandango, yeah. who was Summer Rae's So I'm sitting going, Dancing shit. I was like, all right, so JTG and Fandango, I would have never thought of <laughs> what a combo. about that as a tag But then they say, oh, and these two guys know about tag teams, and they were both tag team champions yep. in another place. But, yeah, I'm glad they're working. That's all I'm saying. But, you know, back to AEW. And, and I'm going to call it as I see it. Again, if you don't know now, you know, me and Cass are African-American, black, fill in the blank. You can, you, you, you can catch this. If you don't get it now, you're never going to get it. But to have with, I think what Big Swole did was put a fucking target on it. I don't know how, which, how you feel about it, but I think... Saying what she said, Big Swole, former wrestler, female wrestler for AEW, she left because she was sick. She had a really bad bout of Crohn's disease. And they left, it was an admissible split. Yeah, it was admissible split. And then she started a podcast and started bashing AEW. She shot, shot first. I ain't saying what Tony Khan said was... was eh. I ain't say it was bad, but she first thing she said was totally stupid. She said, AEW is not serving the black community. There's not enough black talent. And I sat there and went, uh, you're black. You are black. Yeah. And guess who else is black? They were pushing you. And, and, and they were pushing you. And, uh, right now, guess who's black? Uh, the TBS champion. Right. Who's a She's single black mother. She's black. Oh, who else is black? Big Shoddy is black. Uh, uh, the, the, what's the, 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 the other military dude? There's like a team, a military team that Cody and them trained for free. They're black. Yeah, you got, uh, you got the, Proud and Powerful. They're Puerto Rican. They're Puerto Rican. You got Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Uh, they bring in all kind of black indie girls there. Uh, and, powerhouse House? Powerhouse Leo and then Leo Rush got mad and said, "Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta sign off on this shit with, with Big Swole." And then he must have looked in the mirror and went, "Oh shit, I'm black." 
Oops, I apologize. Okay, you need more water? Little plate, please. Little bowl. Uh, oh, container. Um, yes. More water? Yes, please. More water? Okay. More coffee? Oh, coffee, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. And it's like, before you said, before you, you, you said that, you should have really thought this. There wasn't much to think out. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. And then you go, your husband's going to chime in. Your husband works for WWE, Cedric Alexander. And they've been pissing on him since the day he stepped in there. And you mean to tell me WWE is treating you any better? The, the only time that he was treated good was when he was doing a cruiserweight tournament. Right. And they said sign him. Triple H said, yeah. And then they, they put him on a main event champ and they pissed him away with the hurt. Hurt business was good for a hot minute and they got rid of that twice. Mm-hmm. Twice they got rid of that. Thank you. Okay. It comes with dessert. Too. Oh, I'm good. Thank you. Oh, you know what? I take home rice pudding. Okay. Good. And uh, sometimes your your mouth runs before your brain can connect to it. And now everybody's running away from her, and she's wondering why. Now she realizes why. Then Leo Rush had to print a retraction. Yet, guess what? I haven't seen Leo Rush on TV in a while, have you? Nope. And he was sitting there saying, well, uh, Dante Martin was with Leo Rush. And oh, oh, hold up, hold up. What is Dante Martin again? He's black. Don't be fooled by his complexion. He's black and he wears a Black Lives Matter band on his arm. She forgets all that shit. She forgets about Powerhouse Hobbs. How do you not mention Powerhouse Hobbs? He's a giant of a man. Taz, he's orange. I don't know. He has a copyright on that. Actually, no. uh, Somebody else has a copyright on orange. He used to be a... It's just what she said was really bad. Yeah. And then Tony Khan was like... Why are you saying these things? You know, your wrestling wasn't progressing enough anyhow. Tony Khan could have kept that to himself. He could have. Yeah. But I see where he was trying to defend his company. So I look at this. If fans are okay with Brett being screwed over (laughs) for Vince the way he did, and this shit lasts forever, this is a drop in the bucket. And Tony Khan's going to learn. You know, when it comes to race relations and shit like that, I'm not saying a thing. I'm going to just let it ride. Just like he's letting it ride right now. The latest attack on a company that is not a threat to the WWE, that's AEW, they printed an retra- a, a, a article saying basically bashing that women's hardcore uh, match. Yeah, but they were saying it was nothing but uh, gore. Gore, blood, maiming. Gore, blood, maiming. But then they sent it to all of AEW's fucking sponsors. But, but then, uh, well... But aside from the sponsors thing, but then Ty Conte <laughs> sent a response about that. Oh, with but, the middle finger. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like they're not a threat to us, but we're being we're above all that shit that we did and still do yeah, when we but, need hmm. to. Let's see. So you're, you're basically denying everything you did with McFoley, right? Everything you did with Steve Austin. Everything you did with all, you know, all these other characters that did the same thing. Okay, and say you don't do that anymore. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, anything else? Yeah, we do. Okay. It's like you, 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 you. Now you are now. Uh, what did it? Uh, what was that fucking group of people they had on their, t- their roster with Ivory and all those other ones? Oh, truth to. 
Not the true commission. Uh, right to censor. Right the, now, they are now right to censor. They are literally a right to censor. As my dad just said, don't do what I do, do as I say. And I just think it's a joke. But not a very funny one. That WWE is telling people how to produce a wrestling show. We don't believe in violence on TV. But we will take money from a country that kills its people mm-hmm. on a daily basis. <laughs> not that now, full disclosure. Not that America doesn't do that shit. Let's be real. It is America. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, but the fact that you're gonna sit there and bash this fucking company, yet you're in bed with Saudi Arabia, and you're only and you're literally saying you're only doing it for the money. That sweet, sweet, sweet Saudi blood money. Just say it. I just think it's a joke, you know. And I just think, you know, I think AEW now should not respond to it. Ty Conti already did. Leave it at that. Don't give them any more free publicity. I mean, how many how many years did they spend trying to push Roman Reigns where it finally clicked? And how many years did we say he needed to be healed in order for it to work? Mm-hmm. So, again, here's another one. In WWE, before we shut the show down, uh, what is the chick's name? The not general manager. Uh, so you're talking about um, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. For, for months, literally months, they had this running feud with Naomi, who says she wants to be on show on the show. She wants to have match, and they never tell you why Sonya Deville keeps denying her for being on the show. This went on for months until recently Naomi got in her face and she says this is Sonya Deville quote says as long as I'm wearing this jacket I run oh, this shit. Yeah. Oh yeah and then I see that and then uh, she, they turned the heat on in the office. And then um, not, I was about to say Adam Cole uh, you know what I'm talking about the other one. Uh, yeah, 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 whatever his name is. Yeah, the other guy. And, and then he's like, don't you think it's a bit hot in here? And then they had both had them, both, they both took their jackets off. And, and then, then she gets beat All up. of a sudden, so, who wrote that like, shit? All right, so, so an article of clothing now makes you is a, <laughs> a figurehead. So, I'm president, as long as I'm wearing this jacket, motherfucker, I'm president of the United States. And I get hot and, or want to go swimming, I ain't president no more. It just... And then the reason, why did she not get title shots or matches? And what was the excuse? They never gave you one because I didn't want you to have one or whatever. It's just so stupid. And they just make you feel like you're a total idiot. And all the time, and and then you just, okay, you have, you have for months, uh, what's his name? Not, they called him Shorty G or whatever. Uh, Chad Gable. Chad Gable. Great talent. Otis. Really good wrestler. When they were Shorty G and Goofy Otis, they couldn't wrestle. But now that they wear mats and singlets, they're kind of the new American Alpha. And they're Alpha Academy. And they they beat the hottest... Nothing. Why would you put them and have them beat on a free show... The hottest talent you got, Randy Orton. Randy Orton and, 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 and Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. It, just, or excuse me, Riddle. Oh, Riddle, yeah. We can't use Matt because we'll think you think he's a joke. 
That's literally what they say. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. So, again, that's... Uh, but Randy get to keep his, uh, his right, full his name. Right, his full name. So he's just not named Orton. It's just very... Again, back to WWE, just not a, not, not a good deal. Not a good deal. But I'm very impressed with AEW. As long as they stop... They need to start doing things like WWE did. You don't exist in my life. Yeah. You you are you are now with, with uh, what do they say they, in, in in Marvel movies? You're uh, you're a variant of us. And people are like, oh, why? Did, why? Again, remember we used to talk about being put over and getting over. Yep. What's the first thing CM Punk said when he came back? I'm going to wrestle these new guys, and I'm going to make them better. Everybody he wrestled, he came out. They didn't win the match, they but they got over. They didn't get put over. They got over. Mm-hmm. Getting over is way more important than being put over. For example, for years, Roman Reigns would be, was being put over. No one bought into it until he became a heel, and he got over. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, we know this stuff, but it's just amazing. Why didn't Why did Wardlow lose the match? It was perfect. He was put over. He beat shit out of Punk. Punk did not walk back to on his own fucking records. He got beat the fuck up. That was built to put Wardlow over, yeah. to put him in the eyes of the fans that he is important, that he's gonna turn babyface yeah, eventually. Yeah, pretty soon he's gonna. And it's all gonna be MJF's fault. So he, Punk doing what he did puts over his match with MJF, puts over MJF by proxy. And puts over Wardlow for losing. Oh, is it? That's now, genius. Now I, I did see one thing that that, that people want to. Um... There you go. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. It's snowing outside. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Saw. Right. I couldn't tell. Say, is that rain? Oh, <laughs> I was looking. It's snow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're um, just like with uh, Brian. Danny Bryan. Literally beat the shit out of the dark world. And what did it do? It got him over even more. Mm-hmm. And then to the point that Hangman Adam Page is a unofficial member of the Dark Order and he's he's going in a match as champion as an underdog. Yep. He got over. Having that sixty minute match showed that he can hang. Yeah. And what pisses me off is that and I don't take anything Disco Inferno says because he's an idiot in my opinion. And and Conan even said, well, they didn't build up the match enough. Really? He beat four of their guys in four damn weeks where Adam Page wrestled nobody. Mm-hmm. And also, let's see, uh, Brian fought to, uh, I guess you're going to say a draw, Kenny Omega. Yep. And then... Uh, then he just beat the shit out of everybody else that came yeah, up his and, way. Yeah, and everybody else he, he pretty much beat up. It was a long And tra- then he had to draw with Paige. With Paige, and then they had to rematch yeah. where Paige won clean. So Brushed that it up. seems that told like a, a storytelling to me. Yeah, I don't, uh, again, I don't understand how they think, but this, it looked 
My wife don't know about this shit, and she figured it all out watching. She says, "Whoa, that really put they really put that together, huh?" I'm like, "Well, you know more than Disco Inferno, apparently, or Conan. You know, they want to relive their life and redo the same shit over and over again, and that's fine, because Conan, LAX, there's another LAX in MLW, and guess who's in it? Big Poppy, uh, the Electro Poppy, or who, the Radioactive Poppy, him." Uh, oh, and the thing that it is, is there's... Danny Limelight. No, uh, you bring that up, there's, like I said, when I was watching that NWA Power, you got Homicide and two other guys that look like they are proud and powerful. Right, right, right. right. But they're not, because they're like, you know how they come out in the face yep, paint? they're playing the same thing. I say... Gorilla. So, because Homicide was one part yep. of LAX. Yep, yep. So, and I, I like everything. A like I like the AEW feud that no one's talking about. The Karu Shida and uh, yeah, Shida and uh, Sharia Deebs. And God, did you see it? Shida's leg. Holy shit! Deeb beat the shit out of her. And then um, then also you got the uh, that back burner of well, since the uh, Eddie King. And proud and powerful have that history. Right, right. And now Jericho and Eddie King, Kingston, Kingston they look like dirt. Have that conflict over who, who should steer proud and powerful? Because even they're walking away from them too now. So it looks like they're slowly taking apart uh, the, uh, the inner circle. Inner circle. And they need to. I think they need to. But that's what I'm saying. But also at the same time, if Kingston and Jericho actually wind up are if when they actually when want they to feud, fight, yeah. who is the problem powerful going with? That's the good. That's the story. That's the story. Okay, you can't count Punk because that's a that's a given. Then you can't count besides Punk, besides MJF and AEW. Who is the next best fucking promo? So no Punk and no MJF. For me, it's easy. Dan Lambert. Oh, that yeah. motherfucker. Well, it's, it's just, I didn't really consider him because he's, he's not working. technically, technically not a full. What's me? Technically not a full AEW person, but yeah, I like it because. But he 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 stirs the shit really well. He oh, stirs yeah. the shit really he, well. He, he's a shit Hell, disturber. even Brandy cut a great promo. And people hate Brandon. <laughs> yeah, Dan Lambert ain't nothing but a shit disturber. And he's great. But now they need to... They, I seen a promo of uh, Scorpio Sky after a match where he was upset. And they just kept the camera on. He kept one of the greatest promos I've ever heard. And you never heard it on regular TV. And look it up. Scorpio Sky. Ethan Page is good, too. I like Ethan Page. I, I, I'm a, I subscribe to his blog where he goes toy hunting like we used to. Yeah. So that's a good show to watch. And uh, before we go off the air, um, keep an eye on uh, Jay Lethal. Yeah. I like the fact that Jay Lethal still... He basically is taking over from uh, Leo Rush's spot. Yeah. We need somebody to go out there and stop him. Oh. Uh, what is Jay Lethal? He's black. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I can't. I, I see so much of myself anymore. I don't. I don't even know what I look like. But yes, he is. And Jay Lethal's awesome. And um, 
that's the end of this much. You know, I, I'm ready to go to bed now after this. But that was a great bit of news and shit that we have for you on Marvel, DC, WWE, AEW. Oh, can't forget Boba Fett, House of Boba Fett. What you think of that? Uh, uh book, uh, book of Fett. Oh yeah, Book uh, of Fett. I love that. Shit. Right now, yeah, right now, um, yeah, I'm loving it. Uh. Although, like I said, what, what people were saying how they're ruining the mythology of... The mythology that never happened? That, like I said, that never happened. I can't remember if we talked about this right. before we started recording or not. But, um, yeah, the mythology of Boba Fett was you've seen him show up... Say, in say the, six in the, minutes of fucking dialogue. You've, you've seen him show up in the Star Wars Christmas special. The prequel. So, and then you saw him show up in... The original just, trilogy. The original, just to show up, just to get thrown into a Sarlacc pit. And then we did a prequel to show what he looked like as a child and where he came from. And that's it. So, that is it. any mythology you may have getting, gotten from him may have come from books that... It may have come from your own imagination. Yeah. That aren't quote-unquote canon. I like this version. I say, so, this is actually building him up to be what you... Oh. Think he, he is, think he would be, right? And your imagination, I mean, that's, that's how it is. That's how it always is. Is sometimes your imagination can make things better than what they, they what, what they or, or are. make them something that what they are not, yeah. And I think it was, I like the way it told long storytelling of how the the sand people aren't a bunch of savages, that no. they've been there, this, they're the original people of this planet with the Jawas, that the planet Tatooine had, had water on it, it was a water planet, and that they had to evolve. But also, say, it was like uh, Dances with Wolves, Avatar, any of those movies, and you got this. Because also at the same time, there's this, there's two things that I, I came out of thinking about this when um like one of the one of the episodes where they uh was talking about the spice. I'm sitting there going, mm-hmm. I say, go, say, go. So what? Uh, it's the spice. It's spice's life. The spice must flow. Same, well, George, dude. Yeah, they don't say nothing about George Lucas stealing that. As I like, talked about, that's what the spice mines but, of Kessel was. But was, technically, spices wasn't it supposed to be a drug. It is a drug. So yeah, but wasn't uh, Uncle what, what, what was it? Uh, Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen. Wasn't he running spice? No, he was running water. Oh, he was running water. He was a moisture farmer. Oh. But what happened is, like, you know, he was tapping moisture from under the ground with those little egg things, and he was getting it out of the sky with this equipment. Mm. But then you had these drug dealers, which they're showing now. Yeah. If you go into, again, the show is split into two sections. The the flashbacks. Yeah, you got flashbacks. Yeah, you got flashbacks and dance with Wolves. And then the, now you the have present, current, present. Current. That's fucking Sopranos. Yeah. Because Boba Fett is Tony Soprano trying to stay his claim in this area. Yeah. And I like that whole and right idea. Now, it's a uh, when they were showing how um, they said but Boba Fett's the badass, they say, no, right now, Finnick Shen is the badass is, is that I muscle. see. Oh my god, she's a fucking girl. Oh yeah. And she's oh now she's speaking of her. We were talking about uh walking worlds now. She's all over the place. All over. She's in Marvel, she's in Disney, she's in Star Wars. She, yep. She's in uh yep. She's in my she's dreams. And she's fucking 58, 59 years old. Look like she didn't age a day since the Joy Luck Club. Mm-hmm. So again, keep watching them the, the book of fact. Fantastic show. Then we're gonna get Obi-Wan with uh, Hayden Christian and uh, 
the guy who played uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Obi- uh, no, that's Liam Neeson and uh, what that other Scottish son bitch? Uh, yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah, that one. But uh, it, it's going to be good. Just when I heard that they were bringing Darth Vader back, because you can do that. Because this is telling the stories of when Obi-Wan was in Tatooine and hiding. Or Darth Vader was out there looking for him, killing all the other Jedi. Plus, I think we're going to get a, uh, what is the chick name on, um, on another one of our favorite? Uh, she was in uh, The Mandalorian. You're talking about uh, Rosario Dawson? Yes. Uh, 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 Ahsoka Tano? Ahsoka Tano. So we're going to get an Ahsoka show, so that's good. And uh, again, if you're a geek and you like this shit, like it. Go spread it out there if you like it. And if you don't like certain things, yeah, that's all right too. But don't be such a dick about it. That's our mantra in life. Don't be, don't a be dick. so much of a dick. You can be a dick, but don't be so much of a dick. Where guess what? No matter how dickish you are, Rodriguez has a fucking plan. Favreau has a plan. Feige has a plan. Lucas is collecting checks, and none of your fucking hate matters. If you don't like it. Be like we did. We didn't like the last Predator movie. We made our own. And in, in our humble opinion, for our fucking cost is whole, what, two cases of two water? Two cases of water. And some and fireworks. Two we cases did a of water, job. fireworks, and a can of off. Uh, yeah. We did a better job than they did. So, and that's just being fucking real, man. It's like, but we didn't do a podcast bashing this movie to death. Because guess what? They had the money behind it. They had, we don't know what went on with the producers changing shit because it was a totally different film before the producers started changing shit. So you don't know what's going on in the backstage. So I look at it like this. Growing up, we didn't have none of this shit. When we had, we had a Star Wars movie come out in 76, 77. Okay, when did the next one come out in the 80s? It was like 80. We have to wait one? four years. Yet you're bitching because you have to wait six months for another fucking geek show to come out? Please. Six months for every six months for a geek show just just on one, one network. network. That's one not even including the other. That's not even talking about. Seven, eight, nine different. That's not even talking about HBO. On the That's not talking about fucking uh, Prime. Uh, everywhere you go. And then we got there's. Some. At some point, there's going to be like eight movies this year. Exactly. So. I say enjoy it while you got it. If you want to spend the rest of your life hating on, that's not like the player haters club. That's oh my god! It's like you go. I go online just to laugh at that and shit. It, you get mad. I understand. I don't blame you for going on, not going on. And it seems like that's all people have is to get mad at something. And I, again, you want to get mad at? Make your own. Yeah, make your own. But put your name on it. Put it on YouTube. And let people let, let people fucking criticize your work. But also at the same time, I say, if all you have to get mad at is entertainment that somebody else is putting out there, you must live a charm fucking life. Right, because the real world is way more reason to get mad. Well, crooked politicians, and local, and, and international. So, with that, check us again, blacklistedpodcast.com. Check us out on uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Hit us up. Uh, what is the 
address. If you you got you can contact us at facebook.com slash blacklisted podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at facebook.com slash Facebook Twitter.com blacklisted pod. You got you can connect to us on Instagram. And if you want to shoot us an email, it's blacklistedpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to YouTube and watch some of the cooking shows we got out there, cooking and cussing, road tripping where we travel the highways and byways and eat snacks. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming your way. So, again, we're even thinking about putting together a troupe for going to cos. Uh, we're going to do a cosplay troupe. We go to a couple cons. As long as this COVID thing gets fucking taken care of and we can do this type of stuff. But with that, see us again. Same black time, same black channel. Blacklisted.com. Peace out. Hey, the black.